0: Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Mark. Uh, this episode, I wanted to take some time to talk about the decline of the American church. And when I say American church, I'm not talking about a particular denomination or a specific group of people, uh, but really the state of Christianity as a whole in America. In previous episodes, I talked about people that I had talked to who weren't Christians and the feelings that they had about the church. And that is some of the stuff that I'm going to be digging into this episode. Now, the sad reality is that the American church is declining. Being a Christian used to be the norm in America. Uh, You could say that Christianity was at the center of our culture. You know, if you look at 50 years ago, uh, it was almost expected of you to go to church. People would look at you funny if you said you didn't believe in God. But that's that's not necessarily the case today. Uh, In the last few decades, we've seen Christianity move from the center of our culture uh, more towards the margins or the outskirts of our culture. You know, I watched an episode of uh, Silicon Valley, which is the silly show. It's it's funny. It's it's about a tech company starting up. Uh, But in one of the episodes, uh, they find out that a character who is openly gay is a closet Christian and he and this this guy gets outed as a Christian and it makes him extremely uncomfortable and everyone in the room extremely uncomfortable when it happens. And so he confronts the guy that outed, outed him in the episode. And he says, why would you say that? You just told a room full of tech people that I'm a Christian. You just outed me. You see, he was perfectly fine with being identified as a homosexual, but not okay with being identified as a Christian, which is kind of backwards uh, from the culture that we would have seen, you know, 50 years ago. And, and now I'm not getting into this to talk about homosexuality and being a Christian or any of that, but I just want to use an example as where our culture is and the, the, kind of to point out the reaction that he had to being outed as a Christian. So in a later conversation between some other characters, one of them says, why would he get so mad? America loves Christians. And the other character replies and he says, well, that may be true in most of America, but not in Silicon Valley. You can be openly polyamorous and people will call you brave. And, or you can put micro doses of LSD in your cereal and people will call you a pioneer. But the one thing that you cannot be is a Christian. And while this is a comedy show, it's it's a fiction Fictitious show, it points to a sad truth that in some parts of America, being a Christian is no longer mainstream. And as Christianity moves further and further away from the center of our culture and the rest of America, we're going to have to adjust our strategy for outreach in the church. Our current strategy isn't really doing that well as it stands. According to a study done in 2019, 67% of millennials uh, considered themselves to be Christians. Now, this seems like a really good number, right? 67% is a lot. But the study continues, and it says that only 22% of those 67% uh, are practicing Christians, meaning they're Christians that actually go to church. So if you want to look at the number of Christian millennials who actually go to church, it's significantly less than the number who claim to be Christians. And on top of this, another study shows that 64% of young adults drop out of church after leaving high school and before they turn 30. That was the figure for 2019. It was a 5% increase from the last study done in 2011. You see, these aren't good figures, and if this trend continues, we're going to see a massive decline in church attendance in the next 10 years. So the question that we have to ask is, why are people dropping out of church? What is turning people away from church or causing them not to go to church at all? And that's a really hard question to answer. There are, of course, a ton of reasons that someone doesn't go to church, Uh, But one of the reasons that I'm going to focus on is the community aspect of church. So in the past, when people had problems or they were feeling depressed or struggling with something, uh, they would turn to the church. Someone could easily drive into or hop in their car, drive around and find a church, go in talk to the pastor and, you know, get help with their problems. All the church had to do was build a building and then people would come to it. So this was called the field of dream strategy. You know, the famous quote, if you build it, they will come from the movie Field of Dreams. That's what the church was doing. They were just building a building, building a building and expecting people to come in. But see, that strategy doesn't quite work anymore. See, a common mistake that people make is saying that America is becoming more secular. And that's not necessarily the case. People in America are still very spiritual, but they are turning to more things or different things when they need help outside of the church. So instead of turning to church, you know, they, make good to a, they might go to a therapist, uh, find an online social group of people with like minds, maybe go to a different faith, whether it's Buddhism or Islam or, or whatever. There's so many more things out there than just the church. So it's not that people are turning away from spirituality. They're just turning to other things instead of God. And so the Field of dream strategy, it doesn't work anymore. We can't just expect people to walk into church whenever they're feeling down or have problems. We have to adjust the way that we do things. Building a giant church and having an amazing worship experience and spending an outrageous amount of money on programs is no longer going to cut it. We need to focus on building communities and relationships. You see, community is the most important aspect of church. So often, people think of a physical building when they hear the word church. It's what we associate the word church with now as a physical location. Oh, I'm going to church. But in Greek, the word for church was ekklesia, which meant a group of people or a congregation or an assembly. It's a group of people who meet together regardless of the location and live in community with each other. Church is not a physical location. It is a group of people who are doing life together and worshiping God. You see, community and relationships, that's what draws people into church. Everyone, and not just Christians, but everyone wants to belong somewhere. It's ingrained in the human soul to have this desire to be a part of something. We crave social interaction and relationships, and we'll go and seek that wherever we feel like we're going to best fit in. People do it online with Facebook groups. Uh, my wife is part of a fitness group online of, of women, and they talk constantly, and they have this great little community uh, where they sh- almost are doing life with each other online. And that's awesome. But people can find community online, or they'll, they'll do it through video games, or they'll do it at a gym, or a school, or work, or wherever they are. There's tons of places to go out and socialize and find community. The point is that we as humans need to be a part of a social group in order to thrive. And that is where the appeal of the church is supposed to come in. The church is supposed to be a community of believers where anyone is accepted. It doesn't matter what your past sins are, where you were born, or how much money you have. The church was designed to be something that anyone could be a part of, where we go through life together, where we share our struggles, we share our joys, we share our pain. But what has church devolved to for the majority of America? We go to church on a Sunday, with a hundred or sometimes thousands of people, and we sit down and we listen to a few songs, we stand up, we might shake someone's hand and say good morning, we sit back down, we listen to the worship, and then a sermon, and then we leave, and that's it. For the majority of Christians, church is a -a one-day-a-week obligation that lasts for an hour and a half, or maybe it's a -a twice-a-week obligation if you go on a Wednesday night or something like that. But the problem is, is for most of our bigger churches, someone can walk in, sit down, and leave without knowing or talking to anyone. Is that really community? It's no wonder that people are leaving the church. Our churches lack community. And church leadership attempts to establish some fashion of community through small groups or home teams or church events. But normally, the responsibility for joining one of those falls on the individual to seek that out or to be invited by someone else who is already a part of one. And I can tell you this, when the responsibility falls on you to join a social group, most likely they're not going to do it, or the individual is not going to do it. (laughs) You know, I was listening to Francis Chan, a sermon of his one time, and he he told a story about someone who came to their church and was part of a gang. And the gang member decided to give his life to Christ and to be baptized. But shortly after being baptized, he quit coming to church. Uh, Francis Uh, saw him later on and asked, he said, he asked him why he, you know, quit coming. And the gang member replied and he said, I thought it was going to be like being jumped into my gang. When I got jumped into my gang, it was like after I got jumped into my gang, the gang became my family. They completely had my back. He he thought he was going to get baptized and that's what it was going to be like. He thought the church was going to become his family and have his back no matter what. But he quickly realized that it was just a Sunday night and Wednesday night thing. And sadly, whatever gang this person had been a part of had had a better example of fellowship and community than the Christian church. You know, and it made me so sad when I heard this because it points to such a sad reality. Church has devolved to a -a once-a-week activity and the community is lacking. A gang has more community and more fellowship than the local church does. I want to read you an excerpt from one of my favorite books. It's called Everyday Church. It's written by Tim Chester and Steve Timms, and they're based out of the UK. So they're going to reference the UK and America here in this, in this passage. But listen to this. It says, in Christendom, meaning that Christianity is at the center of our culture, many people attend church, sometimes by legal constraint, but more often by social constraint. In this context, churches could legitimately speak of faithfully proclaiming the gospel because each Sunday they had gospel-centered sermons. This is no longer the case. We cannot claim to be faithfully proclaiming the gospel to the lost through our Sunday preaching when most of the lost do not attend church. We need to do mission outside of church and church events. This is something we need to recover rather than discover. For the modern evangelical movement was born out of recognition that United Kingdom was not a Christian nation and that it needed to be evangelized outside of church buildings and services. George Whitefield and John Wesley preached the gospel in open air because they were not welcome in church buildings and because the people they wanted to reach were not in church. We cannot rely on business as usual, it cannot mean more of the same, it must involve a qualitative change rather than simply a quantitative one. One of the most common assumptions when people fail, up, fail, when people fail to turn up to church is that we need to in improve the experience of church gatherings. We need to improve the product. We need better music, more relevant serving, sermons, multimedia presentations, engaging dramas, or we need to relocate to pubs or cafes or art centers. We need cool venues with cool people and cool music. The problem with this approach is the assumption that people will come to church if the product is better. To repeat what we said above, 85 million Americans have no attention, intention of attending a church service, and these figures are higher among young people. It's no good blaming the lost for failing to turn, turn up. It's no good bemoaning the drift of our nation away from Christianity. Our persistent, come to us, mindset suggests that we really believe that people who refuse to come in the front door are beyond the reach of Christ. A farmer cannot blame his crops if he fails to sow and reap. Sunday morning in church is the one place where evangelism cannot take place in our generation because the lost are not there. Evangelism will not take place until we go out to connect with them where they are, where they feel comfortable and on their territory. We can no longer assume people will come to us. We must go to them. We need to do church and mission in the context of everyday life. We can no longer think of the church as a meeting on a Sunday morning. We must think of church as a community of people who share ordinary life. And we cannot think of mission as an event that takes place in an ecclesiastical building. Of course, there's a place for special events and and stuff like that, but the bedrock of mission will be ordinary life. Mission must be done primarily in the context of everyday life, an everyday church with an everyday mission. You know, I love how he says that if we assume that if our product is better, people are going to be more willing to come. And this is so true, especially in the American church. I've seen churches pour large amounts of money into worship productions, cameras, lights, stage equipment, soundboards, you name it. Millions of dollars to create this worship experience. Buildings that have tons of exciting things for youth groups. And they hope that if they can provide this entertaining experience for youth, that they'll draw people in. But again, it doesn't matter how good our product is. If we create the best worship experience in the whole world, but there's no non-believers coming to church, are we really fulfilling the mission of evangelism? And since, okay, since we're on the subject of products, I just want to say this, and, you, and I've said this before. But our desire to create a better product in church has created a generation of consumer Christians who only go to church because it has the best product. And as soon as another church opens that's bigger and better, or has a better worship experience, or maybe even a better pastor, people leave that church to go to the one with the better product. You know, I saw this happen recently with Life Church, and I have nothing against Life Church. I think that they do great things. Craig Groeschel is a great pastor. He's—I've read a few of his books. They're great, but. Life Church just recently opened up a new campus uh, down the road from me. Now, the problem with this is that with is within five square miles of this new campus, there's already several large churches, and, and one mile down the road, there's a church that has thousands of people going to it each weekend. And when the new campus opened, they had a ton of people go there. Like, it just blew up, and they, they had lots of people attending church. Which is cool. Like, oh man, that's great. They're doing they're they're successful. But the problem is, is they have they had a ton of what we call transfer growth, where people from other churches just transferred there and they had very little evangelistic evangelistic growth. So like if I went into, into life church and I don't know this for a fact, I just have this assumption and uh I'd be willing to place money on it. But if I went into life church, the one that just opened up and I interviewed a hundred people, randomly selected hundred people and asked them. Is this the first church you've ever gone to, or did you come from a different church? I guarantee you, 90 of them, 90% of them would say that they came from a different church. So they had a ton of transfer growth, but very little evangelistic growth. I'd be curious to see if they actually had the numbers on that. I don't know how they would track that. But like I said, I have a feeling if I asked random people, the majority of them would say that they came from a different church. You see, building a large building and trying to improve our product is not the answer to getting new Christians. It may have worked when Christianity was at the center of our culture, but as Christianity moves to the margins of society, this strategy is going to fail. And this is what happened to the church in in the UK. So if you haven't, I encourage you, read the book Everyday Church. You're going to love it. And you'll see that what is happening in America right now happened to the UK 20 years ago. They failed to adapt to a different strategy as Christianity moved away from the center of their culture, and now their church is struggling. In the book, they share, that a, stat, they share a stat that one in four Americans don't have contact with the church. That's not a bad number. 25% of Americans don't have contact with the church. That's, that's still a lot of people, but it's not a bad number. In the UK, that number is three in four. So over 75% of the population in the UK has zero contact with the church at all. And America is starting to follow in the footsteps of the UK. And that is our future if we don't figure out a new way to operate. So then what do we need to do? How do we have this evangelistic growth? How do we create an attractive community that people want to be part of? And that answer requires us to have a mental shift from having church, from from church being just a one, one or twice a week thing to being an everyday thing. It requires us to live out our faith every single day. And not just at church, but at work or school or wherever we are. What is supposed to draw people to Christians? It's their joy, their love, their peace, their patience, their kindness, their selflessness, and their self-control. When people see the love that Christians have for others and the community that Christians are a part of, that's what they're drawn to. They want to be a part of what we have, and we have to take responsibility for spreading the word of God. It's not the job of your pastor or your worship leader to deliver the gospel to your unbelieving friend. It's yours. It is your job to share the gospel with the people around you. And we need to start living out our faith on a daily basis and create an everyday church with those are around us. And when we establish a community of people around us and we have an attractive community where people love each other and they take care of each other and they have each other's backs, that's what draws people into the church. They wanna be drawn into somewhere where they can belong. Most people don't care about a big building with awesome videos and awesome music because if, they, if that's what they want, if they wanna be entertained, they can go to the movie theaters or play video games or watch television. They can do almost anything that's going to be more entertaining than church. So entertainment is not the way to go for drawing people in. We need to draw people in by our community and the relationships that we have. That's what is going to draw people in. And that means that we actually have to live out our faith and practice what we preach on Sundays. We can no longer settle for just being mediocre Christians. It's time that we take up our cross and we follow Jesus living life the way he intended. And this is what we're going to explore in following episodes. We're going to talk about how do we live life as Christians in an everyday context? How do we do church every day? Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not saying the church is dying or that it's going to fail because with God behind it, the church can't fail. It won't. But we need to recognize the patterns and look at the UK as an example for where the church in America is headed and try to prevent what happened to them. Could you imagine if 75% of the population didn't believe in God? That's, that's what it is in the UK. If you think the policies and the climate is bad for Christians now... If you, I hear people complain all the time, Be and like, oh, well, we can't pray in school or Bible studies are restricted in school and all this stuff. And Christians are being oppressed. If you think a cr- Christians are being oppressed right now, just wait until 75 percent of the population doesn't believe in God. Then that silly scene from Silicon Valley where people are afraid to be outed as Christians, that will become a reality everywhere. We need to prevent this catastrophe from happening. We need to show people that Christianity and the church is more than just a building, but it is a community of believers who live life together and take care of each other. This is what church is all about. So join me as we continue to discuss this in later episodes. Uh, God bless you all and be sure to find us on Facebook at Missing the Mark Ministry. Uh, Or check out our website, missingthemarkministry.com. And feel free to leave any comments or questions you have. Uh, You know, we'd love to talk to you. So thanks for listening.